Good morning. It's a bright, shiny Friday. Looks fabulous on you. Welcome to the News Roundtable. My name's Quaid. Uh, occasionally, when you uh, check in at Illinois Review, you'll see articles that aren't uh, necessarily Land of Lincoln focused. Sometimes they're nationally focused. Sometimes they're globally focused. What? Like James Murphy's piece about Pope Francis uh, uh, voicing approval for uh, essentially a heavier tax structure, a more socialistic tax structure, and Murphy uh, gets after the the uh, Pope and uses Scripture to do it. Now, I think the Pope gets an interesting position, and and not a different. This this very much in line with how Pope Francis has approached things uh, over the year. But we'll get into uh, what Pope Francis uh, was complaining about, why it's really nothing new, and how his position perhaps isn't the strongest historically when it comes to. Uh, Vatican City and, well, the Bible. So we'll get into that uh, on the back half of today's show. Also, uh, Steve pointed this out to me, um, we do have Friday Night Game Night uh, coming your way this evening, powered by Clarity Healthcare. The pregame is at 7? Yes, 7 o'clock tonight, Blue Devil Basketball on the spotlight. we got a doubleheader tomorrow, both uh, QND and QHS uh, on our airwaves. Oh, Raiders play at noon tomorrow in the Riverton shootout against Jacksonville route. We'll have that. And then tomorrow night, Quincy High plays at Jacksonville. And we'll have that for you. That's a 6.30 game. So tonight, though, it's Blue Devils and United Township. The game night crew, Jeff Wellman. And Three games, two days. That is a that is a uh, heavy traveling troubadour right Riverton there. Riverton to Jacksonville. That's not far, but no. it's, it's from Moline down to yeah. central Illinois. Yeah, well, he'll be... probably come back home tonight, though, after yeah. the game. Yeah, and also congratulations to the uh, uh, seventh grade boys basketball team, uh, the, the Comets. The Comets, Quincy Junior High, won state title last night. Not, yeah. not only one state title, perfect record this season. 25-0, I think it was. Undefeated, so uh, it portends for a, a bright future for Quincy basketball, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I remember correctly, it, it seems like uh, every few years, one of the junior high teams is in the state semifinals or finals, whether it's girls or boys. There, there is a, a consistent high bar of uh, junior high middle school basketball in this town, and it is uh, something to be cherished. Uh, and hopefully it translates to the next uh, level of winning. So uh, good on you, uh, Quincy Junior High Comets, on uh, winning the state title and going undefeated 25-0 and uh, on this season. Uh, as we said, welcome to the Friday edition of the News Roundtable. You've uh, said good morning to Steve. Now say good morning to Scott Hardy with all the latest from the WTAD Newsroom. Good morning, Quay. Good morning, everybody. And if you want to get a little background on Pope Francis and uh, where he gets his uh, teachings and where he his thought process, uh, you can watch The Two Popes on Netflix. It's, it's, it's somewhat entertaining, too, so you can check that out. Uh, Quincy Salvation Army has opened the Croc Center as a heating center due to the cold. In a statement, the organization says anybody who needs to get out of the extreme cold is welcome. Croc Center is open as a heating center Monday through Friday till 9 p.m., Saturday 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays 9 to 5. Other locations in western Illinois also available as warming centers, including the YMCA of west central Illinois, including uh, locations in Quincy, Mount Sterling, and Barrie. 
If you need to warm yourself, you can go there until tonight. Guests should check in at the welcome desk. In Pike County, warming centers are available at Pittsfield Manor, Illini Community Hospital, the Pike County Ambulance Service, and Findlay Place all in Pittsfield. Those warming centers are also available at the Hull Kinderhook Firehouse in Hull, Spring Creek Firehouse, and the Community Club both in Nebo. In northeast Missouri, you can warm yourself at libraries in Palmyra, Center, Monroe City, Shelbina, Bowling Green, Paris, Louisiana, and Clarence, and at senior citizen centers in Palmyra, Monroe City, Paris, and Canton. Quincy University says two new members have been elected to its board of trustees, including the first bishop. QU said Thursday Bishop Ferdinand Cherry III and Steve Campbell joined the current board of 26 men and women from across the country in January. Bishop Cherry is the auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Before he became a bishop, Cherry was the director of campus ministry at QU from 2011 to 2015. He was the first bishop to serve on the QU Board of Trustees. Campbell's executive vice president and chief administrative officer for U.S. Cellular and is also a member of U.S. Cellular's board of directors. The QU alum also delivered the keynote address at QU's 156th commencement ceremony. Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce says it will soon plan to announce its stance on a ballot measure asking Quincy Public School District voters for a property tax hike. Chamber says it plans to announce whether it's for or against the proposed 53-cent property tax increase should be sometime today or early next week at the latest. QBS says the $5.3 million raised annually will go to cover state mandates of a $40,000 starting salary for teachers and a $15 an hour minimum wage. Chamber President LaTanya Brock, in a recent appearance on WTAD's Mary Griffith Show, said that so far survey responses of chamber members isn't promising for the school district. So far it's about um, 60% that are saying no, uh, but then some of them are saying no, but we will look at some things um, to approve, or we will look at some increases if they could split it. So that's an interesting perspective. Brock reveals how the 40% of survey respondents in favor of the proposal feel about it. We have 40% that just echo the same thing that I just said. You know, yes, let's do it for our community. No, we don't want to necessarily pay higher taxes, but for education, we're willing and we want to step up to the plate. That property tax referendum is on the March 17th ballot. And over $1 million in federal funding is on its way to the Quincy Housing Authority. One of several public housing authorities in central and western Illinois to get funding from the uh, federal government. U.S. Senators Tammy Duckworth and Dick Durbin of Illinois announced the funding on Thursday to, as they say, quote, develop, finance, and modernize public housing properties. Executive Director Jerry Gilley says the million dollars is the Quincy Housing Authority's largest grant since 1991. It'll be used to replace exterior doors, bathtubs, and heating units. Housing Authority has over 400 housing units stretched across five sites in Quincy. Some of those buildings are 80 years old. And authorities say a Monroe City woman ran a stop sign near her hometown at noon Thursday, collided with another vehicle, resulting in three injuries. 58-year-old Kimberly Hancock of Monroe City was treated at the scene of the crash on Route J and Juniper Drive. A couple in the other car, 78-year-old Donald Goff and 77-year-old Martha Goff, were both taken to Hannibal Regional Hospital for minor injuries. And authorities say that a man who claimed Wednesday that he'd been shot while in his vehicle on Interstate 172 in southern Adams County actually fired the shots from inside the vehicle. That's according to the Illinois State Police who made the revelation Thursday afternoon. They say they forwarded reports about the incident to the Adams County State's Attorney's Office for review and possible charges. The incident happened Wednesday afternoon when the ISP and Adams County Sheriff's deputies were called to around mile marker 8 in southern Adams County. Male driver told authorities he'd been shot by unknown occupants of an all-terrain vehicle in the fields just west of his location. 
An ISP officer later determined that the driver, only identified as a 37-year-old Monroe City man, hadn't been shot and was uninjured. The vehicle appeared to have bullet holes in the front windshield, but there was no evidence found of an all-terrain vehicle in a nearby field. The man was taken to Blessing Hospital for evaluation. The ISP says their investigation is ongoing. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media pages, in bo- which include both Twitter and Facebook. And one scene mm-hmm. about the two popes, Quay, that I know mm-hmm. that you would enjoy, there is a scene near the end of the movie where uh, Pope Francis and the outgoing Pope Benedict are watching the 2014 World Cup final featuring their home countries ah, of Germany Argentina and Germany. And, Argentina. and Pope Francis is a huge football fan, oh. whereas Pope Benedict had no knowledge of the sport, much less really of how well the German team has done historically. So there they are watching, and there's a scene where Jonathan Price, who plays Pope Francis very well, has a very good command of Spanish, holding up an Argentine ban- uh, scarf while Pope, Fra- Pope Benedict is just looking and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> now, this would have been, uh, you said, 2012? Uh, 2012, 2013. I'm trying to remember when that when when that was a Brazil. Was that the World oh, Cup? Oh, 2014. When World it was Cup? in Brazil. Yeah, that was in Brazil. Okay, that was in Brazil. Where I'm trying to remember that that particular because Germany just no Germany won one. That was Germany won one to nothing in that exciting overtime match where they went to added extra time yeah. and Mario Goetze scored that goal. Yeah. But you're you're thinking of the semifinal. Where Germany destroyed Brazil, Brazil seven to one, embarrassed them in front of their home home fans. Yeah, in the in the Maracanã, which is Steve is like the chapel of of football in Brazil. It holds a hundred thousand, and it's just if you're going to play an important game in Brazil, that's the place to play it. Yeah, and here comes Germany, and it's like Viva Australia, and oh, they did. Oh, it was. It was 5 nothing after about 30 minutes. Ew. And you said the movie's on Netflix, is that right? Yes, that okay. is correct. That is it. correct. They, they get into some of uh, the theological uh, underpinnings that both men have, mm-hmm. and you kind of see more in Francis's side, more than on uh, Cardinal Ratzinger's side at the time, how those were formed. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get it more, a little bit more from uh, Pope Francis's side than you do from benedicts but still very interesting and very good performances by both price and by anthony hopkins price those are two right stout right thespians i was very surprised at how well price was conversant in spanish throughout it and it's you really get an a mindset as well about how things go in europe where it's like people are bouncing back and forth between german uh, Italian, Spanish, and then with the church, Latin. And they're all communicating. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then they go to English. All right. Uh, thank you very much, sir. 1018, we'll take a time out. And when we come back, uh, further talk about uh, Pope Francis and the new forms of solidarity seminar that happened on Wednesday. James Murphy wrote a piece for Illinois Review. We'll get into that next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore. Can love is all that I can give. 
to you. All right. No, we're not playing the game. We're not? No. No, it's in honor of the day. It's Valentine's Day. Just spreading a little love. Oh, that's all. okay. And if you come into the studio right now, you'll see that you, you're going to see three guys who are really top of mind when it comes to Valentine's Day because none of us wore red. <laughs> I, I, hang on. Do I... You have red socks. No, that's, no those, that's orange and mustard. Yeah, that's my socks are almost actually paprika and mustard. <laughs> we want to get technical. Paprika. Well, it's that mustard. shade of red. Yes, yeah, uh, you're you're being kind. I think Steve's right. I think they're orange <laughs> and well. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Newsroom. Yes, Happy Valentine's Day, uh, everybody. Uh, yeah, lean over and uh, give the person next to you a smooch. What? Well, HR? No, no, is, no. Uh, no. Hey, what? Come here, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> See, Mary's not Or is it Quaid? Nah, nah, we're, we're, we're good. Uh, I did get a Valentine from Miss Griffith. I did, I did too. What was your Valentine? Hey, wait a second. For... I thought it was her only one. Did you? What was your Valentine from Mary, Steve? Um, I forgot. <laughs> I'll look at my office. Please note, Mary got got it's us the, Valentine's like yeah. we were in third grade, and yeah. it's folded over. I filed over. it in my office. It's in there. Okay, yeah. I got I got a Buzz Lightyear. I, oh, mine Valentine. was Woody. That's right. She told me mine. Only. Mine she was. She said I was her Woody this morning. <laughs> okay, she said it. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. I got Spork. You oh, got who? Oh, uh, Sporky. Forky. Yeah, I got, you got Forky. Forky. I got the new one. That's okay. <laughs> I also got a uh, Rice Krispie Treat Valentine. Wait, whoa, from... she gave you that? No, 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 this isn't from oh, Mary. Oh, this okay. is from uh, another one of our co-workers' children. Oh, okay. And I, 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 not that they know anything about it, but I noticed them in her office, and I went, hey, you have Valentine. <laughs> she said, would you like one? I went, certainly. She's like, that's from, that's from my kids. And I'm like, okay, good. Happy Valentine's Day from from them. Well, Steve and I scour the offices later today. Yeah, we're thinking about who's, who's this. You've got a big jar of M and M's in your office anyway, cowboy. <laughs> and that is not a pun on Woody. Uh, well, back to the <laughs> news roundtable, talk radio nine thirty W T eighty Wednesday. Uh, Pope Francis uh, addressed the new forms of solidarity seminar and uh, as James Murphy points out at Illinois Review made a call for worldwide wealth redistribution uh, so to solve the problem of go- uh, global poverty uh, yeah, the pope uh, further said that uh, uh, tax cuts for the wealthy are a quote unquote structure of sin the pope doesn't like tax havens and says that such monies need to be used to assist those in extreme poverty. I'm going to quote him, uh, the Pope, because Murphy does in the piece. The Pope said, the rich, uh, the world is rich, and yet the poor increase around us. Hundreds of millions of people are still mired in extreme poverty and lack food, housing, medical care, schools, electricity, drinking water, and adequate and essential sanitation services. Uh, he continued, uh, the sustainable developmental goals from the UN, uh, he calls on uh, peoples to help, uh, calls on all peoples to help developing countries achieve long-term debt sustainability. So we transitioned from, uh, essentials, uh, food, housing, medical care, electricity, water, sanitation to debt sustainability. Uh, debt financing, debt relief, debt restructuring, 
uh, as appropriate in addressing the external debt problem of heavily indebted poor countries to reduce debt stress. That's a lot of debt jammed into a couple of sentences uh, there. Uh, the pontiff uh, criticized, uh, per Murphy, some banking practices. He says, and this is about the tax havens, hiding of money which could be used for more humanitarian purposes. Uh, the, the Pope said every year, hundreds of billions of dollars which should be paid in taxes to finance medical care and education accumulate in tax haven accounts, thus preventing the possibility of decent and sustained development of all social actors. Uh, I underscored that and highlighted Mark 1231. Love your neighbor as yourself. I believe we've touched on that uh, on the show many times. Uh, the Pope, it isn't quoted here in Murphy's piece, but that's essentially what the Pope is is, is talking uh, about. Uh, my point of the scripture, not the Pope's, which is, I don't know, kind of odd. Uh, the Pope says, uh, sin structures today include repeated tax cuts for the richest people, often justified in the name of investment and development. Uh, the Pope said tax havens for private and corporate profits and, of course, the possibility of corruption by some of the largest companies in the world, uh, not a few times in tune with some ruling political sector. There's a lot to break down there, and it invites a deeper conversation that I think on some levels the Pope doesn't want to get into, but on some levels he would welcome. Because my first thought is, does Vatican City kick taxes up to Rome? I'm not sure about the tax structure uh, in Italy, but isn't Vatican City independent of itself? It's, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, its own thing. Okay, I, that, that's okay. And you, you, at that point in time, you start to you, you wander closely to the conversation of taxation of the church itself. And at, at that point in time, you, you start to get into uh, the conversation of well, do you need the force of government to love your neighbor as yourself? Uh, if a systemic structure is put in place, you, you, you could then say, well, I did my part. I, I paid my taxes. I gave at the office. Uh, but that's not you intentionally, individually uh, being involved on a personal level. That's you being involved on a personal level with the government. You're paying your taxes to a government structure that then turns around and doles it out. You're not involved in where that gets doled out. Charity is where you're involved on a one-to-one -one level. This is just government inserting itself in the middle of you loving your neighbor as yourself. And I would think that really that's where the Pope would want to go with this uh, call that he's talking about. Uh, there will always be poor in the world, and that's where Murphy points to, Matthew 26, 11. You will always have uh, the poor with you. Because of that, though, that gives us opportunities to be intentionally involved with our, our time, our talents, our resources, uh, and that can mean money. Uh, Murphy also goes on to point out that poverty, as we saw it 30 years ago, is completely different than poverty of 2020, Earth. Uh, and that things have gotten quite a bit better. Could they be better? Certainly. But do we need to insert government as the middleman to achieve this? Can can it help in some areas? I'm not saying it couldn't, but the Pope points towards uh, 
uh, situations where there's corruption to be involved. I think sticking government in the middle there also provides situations for that, opportunities for that. I would think that the Pope, instead of pointing towards government, I don't know, should point towards Jesus. His words should point towards our Lord and Savior. I think that's where the pontiff should be driving at on this, for you to be involved on a personal level of loving your neighbor as yourself, not putting government between you and your neighbor and calling it good. That's a deeper conversation, one that I would love to have with Pope Francis if given the opportunity. That is the Friday edition of the News Roundtable. Uh, don't forget game night tonight. Uh, double shot at game nights tomorrow night, powered by Clarity Healthcare. Congratulations again to the Quincy Junior High Boys basketball team, state champs and uh, undefeated. We'll be back in Monday morning at 10 a.m. You should be here too. The news roundtable will reconvene Monday morning at 10:06 a.m. on AM 9:30 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com. <laughs>